What's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. I think I don't think I've ever said happy Saturday, but I'm actually recording this episode on Saturday. Uh, it's the 4th, or excuse me, it's the 3rd of April. Um, I was going to do it earlier this week, but I had some friends that came down to visit and, you know, didn't really get the opportunity to, uh, to, to record the show. I did get to watch some matches, though, you know, this past week. A um, couple of, you know, some really, really good matches. Um, some some disappointments and some surprises that that happen. Um, you know, usually the international break for me, it seems like it, I don't want to say it's predetermined, but it almost seems like there's never any kind of like real surprises. You know, as far as like you know wins and losses. Typically, there might be like a like a draw that happens, and it's like, oh, you know, how did such and such hold such and such to a draw? Um, but this time, uh, there was there was some uh, some decent matches that. Uh, you know, that surprised me. So um, we've got a lot of matches to cover, so I'm just going to get into it. Um, I'm going to go by the friendlies and then go um, into the, the different confederations. All right, so let's see. Starting with Wednesday, March 24th, um, we had uh, Qatar 1, Luxembourg 0. Then Belarus and uh, Honduras played to a 1-1 draw. Kosovo 4, Lithuania 0. And then the match between Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan was abandoned. The following day, March 25th, we had uh, Japan 3, South Korea 0, USA 4, Jamaica 1, and then Saudi Arabia beat Kuwait 1-0. Friday the 26th, it was Chile 2, Bolivia 1. Saturday the 27th, it was Bosnia and Herzegovina 0, Costa Rica 0. Then Qatar defeated Azerbaijan 2-0. And Wales defeated Mexico one to zero. I did catch the end of that Wales um, Mexico match, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch the entire thing. I planned to, you know, something came up. Um, let's see. Sunday, the twenty eighth of March, it was Greece two, Honduras one, and then the USA defeated Northern Ireland two to one. Uh, Monday, the 29th, it was Ecuador two, Bolivia one. March 30th, we had Costa Rica 0, Mexico 1. Ireland and Qatar played to a 1-1 draw. And Iran beat Syria 3-0. Wednesday the 31st, it was Sweden 1, Estonia 0. And then Switzerland defeated Finland 3-2. So now moving on to UEFA World Cup qualifying match day 1. Uh, this is on Wednesday the 24th. It was Portugal 1, Azerbaijan 0. Then Serbia defeated uh, Ireland 3-2. Finland, Bosnia, and Herzegovina played to a 2-2 draw. And France was held by Ukraine 1-1. Estonia 2, Czech Republic 6. Belgium defeated Wales 3-1. Turkey, in a shock, defeated the Netherlands 4-2. Norway defeated Gibraltar 3-0, and then Montenegro over Latvia 2-1. Cyprus and Slovakia played to a 0-0 draw. Russia defeated Malta 3-1. Slovenia won, Croatia 0. Sweden won, Georgia 0. Then Spain was held to a 1-1 draw with Greece. Bulgaria won, Switzerland 3. Italy defeated Northern Ireland 2-0. Denmark defeated Israel 2-0, then Moldova and the Faroe Islands had a 1-1 draw, then Scotland and Austria, excuse me, 2-2 draw. 
England put up five over San Marino. Hungary and Poland played to a 3-3 draw. And then Albania squeaked out with a win, 1-0 over Andorra. Then it was Germany 3, Iceland 0. Armenia defeated Liechtenstein 1-0. And then Romania defeated North Macedonia 3-2. So match day 2, which was on the 27th and the 28th of March. Um, we had Serbia and Portugal play to a 2-2 draw. Now I watched this match, and if you you know were watching you know any kind of football news over the, the past week, week and a half, um, you saw this game, there was a lot of controversy with this game. Now I didn't realize until the very end of this match that uh, VAR was not being used for the uh, European World Cup qualifiers. So North Macedonia, or excuse me, Serbia was giving Portugal problems. I mean, it, it seemed like, you know, Portugal already heavily relies on Cristiano Ronaldo. He's he's getting up there in, in years. He's 36 now. He's still a great athlete. Don't get me wrong, because like I, I mentioned on you know previous shows that he will surprise all of us. Like we'll be like, oh, he's done. You know, it's kind of like the Tom Brady thing. You know, Ronaldo doesn't look like he used to. And then he'll have this phenomenal game. And he just looks like the Ronaldo of old. Granted, he's just doing that a lot less frequently. Um, but in this match, it just seemed like Portugal had a really, really hard time with Serbia. And it was, I don't know, it was in the dying minutes of the game. It might have already been into to, uh, injury time. And Ronaldo had this little kind of dink push. The goalkeeper was out of, out of position. To me, I mean, you know, I didn't really have a dog in this fight. But to me, it looked like the ball crossed the line. You know, the hole of the ball has to cross the hole of the line. I'm not sure what the defender's name is. It slid in and kicked the ball out, cleared it. Um, I think it went to uh, Bruno Fernandez. I think it might it might have been Bernardo Silva. One of those two. It came out to him. They kicked it. It got blocked again. Um, but Ronaldo, you know, he's pleading to the uh, to the official, to the not the not the uh, the main official, but the the line judge that the ball crossed the line. He ends up getting a yellow card. He walks off, throwing off the captain's armband, and I'm. I think he's probably going to end up getting fined or, you know, there's going to be some type of disciplinary action for it. But to me, based on all the pictures that I've seen, it looked like the ball crossed the line, like clearly crossed the line. Now, the official, the the main ref, I don't know how far off he was off of the play, but from his whatever angle, doesn't matter, whatever angle he's at, he is not able to see that the, the ball clears the line. Same thing with the line judge on that side. He, it was, it was it was close, but the ball did cross the line. And the fact that they're not using VAR for World Cup qualifying, to me, is ridiculous. What is the point of having VAR if you're not going to use it? Especially for situations like that. I mean, this is, this is for the World Cup. Why are they not using VAR? So a couple of days later, that, that official apologized to the Portuguese team. Um, I, I remember I read what he said, but I don't think he like said that he like out and out said that, that the call was blown. I think he just apologized for the situation or something like that. But it was clearly I don't want to say clearly, but us watching at home could tell that it was a goal. And I think the Serbian players knew that it was a goal as well, at least the ones that were, that were close. Um, I, I think moving forward. 
for World Cup qualifying, at least not not in this session. But I'm pretty sure that VAR will be it will get implemented. Now, I don't know if if the Confederations or FIFA in general is just getting lazy because of COVID and, you know, whatever. But there's absolutely no reason why VAR should not be used. I, I get it. It might be hard to set up in countries like San Marino and Andorra or whatever. But th I can't think of a single reason why you would not have VAR for something this important. Um, and I mean, that that was the big thing. Like, it, it seemed like everything that I saw in the news that day, football related, at least had something to do with this this call or non-call. And I'm just waiting to see what kind of disciplinary action that um, is going to happen to Ronaldo for. He walked off the field before the game was over. I mean, he was waving his hands saying that, you know, whatever, and, you know, showing the referee how far the ball had crossed the line. And, you know, he's waving to the bench saying, you know, it's not fair or, you know, the, the referees aren't paying attention or something like that. And then he walked off and then right in front of all the cameras, he pulls off the captain's armband and just throws it to the ground. I don't know. That's not me. You know, for me personally, that's not right. You know, he's supposed to be setting an example for the kids or whatever. But uh, the, the, you know, the officials, FIFA, UEFA, all the confederations, there needs to be something better. I, I think that I can't think of a single situation now, now that VAR is an option. I can't think of a single situation where, you know, it shouldn't be used. This is for World Cup qualifying. This is not, you know, this isn't for not to downplay it, but this isn't for like Olympic qualifying or whatever, you know, this is, this is something pretty big. These aren't friendlies, you know, the, there are, there are stakes at the end of this, you know, and for some of these federations, I mean, that's, that's money and funding for qualifying for the world cup or not qualifying that they could miss out on, you know, I don't know, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, it was pretty wild. Now it, it shocked me that they weren't using bar for that. All right, but yeah, but that game ended in a 2-2 draw. Um, then we had Ireland 0, Luxembourg 1, which is another shock. Uh, Belarus 4, Estonia 2. Czech Republic and Belgium played to a 1-1 draw. Montenegro 4, Gibraltar 1. The Netherlands able to rebound after their loss to Turkey. Um, it was They defeated Latvia 2-0. And then Turkey defeated Norway 3-0. It was Russia 2, Slovenia 1, Croatia 1, Cyprus 0, Slovakia and Malta played to a 2-2 draw, Georgia 1, Spain 2, Kosovo 0, Sweden 3, Bulgaria 0, Italy 2, and Switzerland 1-0 over Lithuania, France defeated Kazakhstan 2-0, Ukraine and Finland tied 1-1, Denmark put up 8 over Moldova, Israel and Scotland played to a 1-1 draw. Austria defeated the Faroe Islands 3-1. Albania 0, England 2. Poland 3, Andorra 0. San Marino 0, Hungary 3. Armenia defeated Iceland 2-0. North Macedonia 5, Liechtenstein 0. And then Germany defeated Romania 1-0. Now for match day 3, this was earlier this week. Uh, it was Azerbaijan 1, Serbia 2. Portugal defeated Luxembourg 3-1. Belgium put up 8 over Belarus. Wales defeated Czech Republic 1-0. Gibraltar 0, the Netherlands 7. Montenegro lost to Norway 1-0. Turkey and Latvia played to a 3-3 draw. Cyprus 1, Slovenia 0. Croatia 3, Malta 0. 
Slovakia, two. Russia, one. Greece, one. Georgia, one. Spain defeated Kosovo, three to one. Lithuania fell to Italy, two to zero. Northern Ireland and Bulgaria played to a zero zero draw. Bosnia and Herzegovina, zero. France, one. Then Ukraine and Kazakhstan played to a one one draw. Austria lost to Denmark, four to zero. Israel defeated Moldova, four to one. Scotland, four. Faroe Islands, zero. Andorra won, Hungary four. England won two to one over Poland. Albania defeated San Marino two to zero. Armenia three, Romania two. Iceland defeated Liechtenstein four to one. And then for me, the, sh- the most shocking match of the international break, the first international break of 2021, you had North Macedonia two, four time. World Cup winners, Germany won. Now, I watched almost every single minute of this game. Uh, where do I start? So, you know, Germany, they they have a good team. I mean, the German team is, is really, really good in, on paper. And in my opinion, I think they're really good. You know, w- what happened exactly? I have no idea. I will say this, though. Germany right now, you know, to a lot of people's surprise, they're outside the top 10 in FIFA rankings. Now, they had that terrible showing at the World Cup in Russia in 2018. You know, they didn't make it out of the group stage. Um, but they're, they're currently ranked number 13. North Macedonia is ranked 65th. Now, I get it. Just like American football, we have the saying, it's any given Sunday that a team can beat any other specific team. However... I can't tell you the name of a single player on the North Macedonian team. I, I, I can't. I don't know any of them. But they played well against Germany. Now, Germany played terrible. I will say that. But, you know, whatever. The, the North Macedonians can't, you know, they, they're not depending on how Germany's playing to determine how well they're going to play. Germany had their chances. They had plenty of opportunities. I don't even want to talk about that that miss that Timo Werner had because Timo Werner's been playing terrible with with for Chelsea for you know for months now. Um, but I I don't know. It seems like you know there's there's that joke that uh, everybody says about the German team. You know, two teams or Germany will play against another team. They'll both play, you know, boring football for, you know, 90 minutes and then the German team somehow will win one to zero. And that's against, you know, usually typically when people are making that joke, they're talking about teams like, you know, the Netherlands, France, you know, whoever, Italy. This is North Macedonia. North Macedonia and Germany can't beat them. Serge Gnabry, Timo Werner, Leroy Sané. You got goalkeepers, Neuer. Whatever he's on the you know towards the end of his career, but you got Ter Stegen, you know. I mean, it's not like Goretzka. It's not like the the German team is is full of scrubs or they're somewhat questionable. These are like stars that are on their team, you know. And for them to just look terrible, they had some hustle to them the last like 10, 11 minutes because they were trying to you know salvage something. Salvage a point, but uh, 
they just they just looked bad. I don't know. Now, when the next break comes up, I think they probably will play a little bit better. I think that there's still the possibility that uh, Yergi Love will um, call Thomas Muller and Jerome Boateng and Matt Hummels up. Um, I don't know how much that'll help. Who knows? We'll see. But after this, there's going to have to be some changes. I mean, not to take anything away from North Macedonia. And, and it is football. Anything can happen. But that German team looked absolutely terrible against this team. Terrible. So, yeah. With that said, after match day three for UEFA World Cup qualifying, this is how the table looks. In Group A, you got Portugal on top with seven points, followed by Serbia also with seven points. Luxembourg's in third with three points, and then Ireland and Azerbaijan are in fourth and fifth with zero points. Group B, you got Spain on top with seven. Sweden's in second with six. Greece is in third with two. Georgia in fourth with one. And Kosovo's in last with zero. Group C, Italy's on top with nine points, followed by Switzerland with six. Northern Ireland and Bulgaria both have one. And Lithuania's in fifth with zero points. Group D, you got France on top with seven. Ukraine's in second with three. Finland's in third with two. And then Bosnia and Herzegovina and Kazakhstan are fourth and fifth with one point each. Group E, Belgium's in first with seven points. Czech Republic's in second with four. Wales and Belarus are in third and fourth, both with three points. And then Estonia's in fifth with zero. Group F, you got Denmark on top with nine. Scotland's in second with six. Israel is in third with four. Austria is in fourth with four. And the Faroe Islands and Moldova both have one point each. Group G, Turkey's on top with seven, followed by the Netherlands, Montenegro, and Norway. All three of them have six points. Latvia's in fifth with one point, and then Gibraltar's in last with zero. Group H, Croatia and Russia both have six points each. Slovakia's in third with five points. Cyprus is in fourth with four points. Slovenia is in fifth with three points, and then Malta's in sixth place with one point. Group I, you got England on top with nine. Hungary's in second with seven. Albania's in third with six. Poland's in fourth with four points, and then Andorra and San Marino both have zero points. Group J, Armenia's on top with nine points. North Macedonia and Germany are in second and third, both with six points. Romania is in fourth with three. Iceland's in fifth, also with three. And then Liechtenstein is on the bottom with zero points. All right, moving on to CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. Uh, there was three rounds that happened. Uh, let's see, we'll start off with Antigua and Barbuda 2, Montserrat 2, Suriname 3, Cayman Islands 0, Guatemala 1, Cuba 0, Dominican Republic 1, Dominica 0. The match between Nicaragua and San Lucia was abandoned. St. Kitts and Nevitz 1, Puerto Rico 0. El Salvador 2, Granada 0. Canada 5, Bermuda 1. Curaçao 5, St. Vincent and the Grenadines 0. Panama 1, Barbados 0. Haiti 2, Belize 0. 
Trinidad and Tobago, three. Guyana, zero. For round two, you have the U.S. Virgin Islands, zero. Antigua and Barbuda, three. Aruba, zero. Suriname, six. British Virgin Islands, zero. Guatemala, three. Anguilla, zero. Dominican Republic, six. Turks and Caicos, zero. Nicaragua, seven. Bahamas, zero. St. Kitts and Nevitz, four. Montserrat and El Salvador played to a 1-1 draw. Cayman Islands and Canada. I don't have that score in my notes. I don't know why. I'll get that for you guys. Uh, let's see. We had Cuba, one. Curaçao, two. Dominica, one. Panama, two. The match between St. Lucia and Haiti was abandoned. Puerto Rico and Trinidad and Tobago played to a 1-1 draw. So uh, round three, it was Granada, one. U.S. Virgin Islands, zero. Bermuda, five. Aruba, zero. St. Vincent and the Grenadines, three. The British Virgin Islands, zero. Barbados, one. Anguilla, zero. Belize, five. Turks and Caicos, zero. And Guyana, four. Bahamas, zero. So keep in mind, there's going to be another round after this before we get to you know, the final teams that are going to qualify for the World Cup, because notice Mexico and the U.S. are not in this, neither is Costa Rica. Um, but right now, for this stage, uh, at Group A, you got Antigua and Barbuda and El Salvador on top of Group A with four points. Uh, Granada's in third with three. Montserrat is in fourth with two. And the U.S. Virgin Islands, zero points. Group B, Canada and Suriname both sitting on top with six points. Bermuda's in third with three points, and then Aruba and the Cayman Islands, zero points. Group C, you got Curaçao and Guatemala, both with six points. St. Vincent and the Grenadines in third place with three, and then Cuba and the British Virgin Islands have zero points. Group D, the Dominican Republic and Panama, both on top with six points. Barbados has three. In fourth place, Dominica has zero, and in fifth place, Anguilla, also with zero points. Group E, Nicaragua, Belize, and Haiti, one, two, and three, all have three points. St. Lucia, zero, and Turks and Caicos, also with zero. Group F, got St. Kitts and Nevitz in first place with six points. Trinidad and Tobago in second with four points. Guyana's in third with three points. Puerto Rico is in fourth with one point. And the Bahamas is in last with zero points. All right, so AFC, uh, the Asian Confederation qualifying, um, they're a little bit further along than some, even though they had to postpone some matches. So they only actually had two games that got played um, during this international break. So on the 25th of March, you had Tajikistan 3, Mongolia 0. And then on Tuesday, the 30th of March, you had Saudi Arabia 5, Palestine 0. So as of right now, after the second round, um, not it's not really the second round, but it's it's... Uh, like I just mentioned with CONCACAF, there's a, a later round where some of the other teams are going to come in. This is the second round of that. Um, so let's see. We got Group A, Syria sitting on top with 15 points, followed by China with 7, the Philippines with 7, the Maldives in 4th place with 6, and then Guam is in 5th with 0. Group B, Australia is on top with 12 points, followed by Kuwait and Jordan, both with 10 points. Nepal is in 4th with 3 points, and Chinese Taipei or Taiwan in fifth place with zero points. Group C, Iraq is on top with 11 points, followed by Bahrain with nine. Iran's in third with six. 
Hong Kong's in fourth with five, and then Cambodia's in fifth with one point. Group D, we got Saudi Arabia on top with 11 points, followed by Uzbekistan with nine points. Singapore's in third with seven. Yemen is in fourth with five, and then Palestine is in fifth place with four points. Group E, Qatar is in first with 16 points, followed by Oman with 12 points. Afghanistan is in third with four points. India is in fourth with three points. Then Bangladesh, Bangladesh excuse me, is in uh, fifth place with one point. Group F, Japan's on top with 15 points, followed by Tajikistan with 10. Kyrgyzstan's in third with seven points. Myanmar is in fourth with six points. And then Mongolia is in fifth with three points. Group G, Vietnam is on top with 11 points, followed by Malaysia with nine. Thailand with eight. The United Arab Emirates with six. And then Indonesia, fifth place with zero points. Group H, Turkmenistan's on top with nine points. And then South Korea, Lebanon, and then North Korea, two, three, and four all have eight points. And then Sri Lanka is in fifth with zero points. All right, moving on. So uh, the OFC, Oceana, um, they are planning on holding all of their World Cup qualifying matches in January of 2022. Uh, so they won't be having any matches um, in the foreseeable future. And who knows, depending on how COVID is, they may end up having to postpone those matches. You know, hopefully that won't happen. Because, I mean, you kind of really don't want to start your World Cup qualifying in the same year that the World Cup is going to happen. Um, even though it'll be in November, December of 2022, they'd still have time. Plus, they don't have a whole lot of countries competing. They should be able to get it done. All right. Um, moving on to qualification for the Africa Cup of Nations, which will take place in January of 2022. They had round seven and eight. Uh, let's see. So round seven is on Wednesday, the 24th of March, Thursday, the 25th of March. We had the match between Chad and Namibia abandoned. Uh, Guinea won, Mali 0. Uganda and Burkina Faso played to a 0-0 draw. South Sudan and Malawi. Uh, it was South Sudan 0, Malawi 1. Sao Tome and Principe 0, Sudan 2. Rwanda defeated Mozambique 1-0. And Ethiopia 4, Madagascar 0. South Africa and Ghana played to a 1-1 draw. Gabon defeated the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, 3-0. Gambia won, Angola 0. Camaros and Togo played to a 0-0 draw. Kenya held Egypt to a 1-1 draw. Zimbabwe defeated Botswana 1-0. Zambia and Algeria played to a 3-3 draw. Libya 2, Tunisia 5. Equatorial Guinea 1, Tanzania 0. Burundi and the Central African Republic played to a 2-2 draw. Mauritania 0, Morocco 0. Cape Verde 3, Cameroon 1. Eswatini 1, Guinea-Bissau 3. Congo and Senegal played to a 0-0 draw. Niger lost to Ivory Coast 3-0. Lesotho and Sierra Leone played to a 0-0 draw. And then Benin lost to Nigeria 1-0. So round eight, uh, Namibia two, Guinea one. The match between Mali and Chad was abandoned. Uh, Ghana three, Sao Tome and Principe one. Sudan two, South Africa zero. Tunisia defeated Equatorial Guinea two to one. Tanzania defeated Libya one to zero. 
There's Burkina Faso 1, South Sudan 0, Malawi 1, Uganda 0, DRC 1, Gambia 0, Angola 2, Gabon 0, Egypt 4, Cameroos 0, Kenya defeated Togo 2-1, Algeria 5, Botswana 0, and then Zambia defeated Zimbabwe 2-0. Central African Republic lost to Mauritania 1-0. Morocco defeated Burundi 1-0. Cameroon and Rwanda played to a 0-0 draw. Cape Verde defeated Mozambique 1-0. Guinea-Bissau 3, Congo 0. Senegal and Eswatini played to a 1-1 draw. The Ivory Coast defeated Ethiopia 3-1. Madagascar and Niger played to a 0-0 draw. Nigeria defeated Lesotho 3-0. And the match between Sierra Leone and Benin had to be postponed. So um, because of the the postponement of that match between Sierra Leone and Benin, 23 of the 24 teams that have qualified are now known. That match between Sierra Leone and Benin will be played in June during the next um, international break. Um, But these are the teams right now that have qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations. You got Cameroon. Senegal, Algeria, Mali, Tunisia, Burkina Faso, Guinea, Cameroos, Gabon, the Gambia, Egypt, Ghana, Equatorial Guinea, Zimbabwe, the Ivory Coast, Morocco, Nigeria, Sudan, Malawi, Ethiopia, Mauritania, Guinea-Bissau, and Cape Verde. So, And that last spot will be filled by either Benin or Sierra Leone once that match gets played. Um, Wow, that was actually a lot. Um, The only news that I have, um, you know, as far as international break type news, is that for the Euros, so we already know, and I think it's going to stay for for this year, um, how we have the the five substitutes in a lot of leagues, you know, and I think for World Cup qualifying, they've been doing it as well. Um, where teams can substitute up to five instead of the normal three. But now for the Euros, UEFA is saying that they may increase the squad size from the normal 23 players up to 25. So some of those players that, you know, are just short of making some of these teams, um, you know, they may actually have the potential to get an extra cap because all the teams in Europe will probably be having 25 players instead of just the 23. So, Yeah. Oh, that was a lot. But uh, international break is over. You know, I enjoyed it. Some surprise matches, a little bit of controversy in there. But, uh, you know, club football is on right now. And actually, I'm, I'm missing. There was a couple of matches. Uh, actually, Bayern is playing uh, RB Leipzig right now. Um, so I'm going to go back to watching that. And uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And I will be putting out another show either on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends and family. Wash your hands, wash your mask, and uh, get vaccinated if you can. I know some people are against it, but if you're not, go get vaccinated. Um, You know, just take care of yourselves. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Thanks for listening. Bye.